Hello everyone, Allison Peisker is a fifth year grad student studying particle astrophysics at MSU. She works on a gamma ray observatory taking data from a neutrino observatory and looking for coincidences in gamma rays from already detected neutrinos. We'll learn about Allison's interests, which include music and knitting. Allison will also talk about her experiences adapting and growing through grad school and how that has influenced some of her career goals. The first thing I'd like to know, so I remember we first met, like you were president of WAMPS last year, right? Yeah. Um, when I, so when I first joined um, grad, or started grad school a year ago, I didn't know anyone, so I attended the, the WAMPS paper bag lunches that you had like put on. And so that's how I remember first meeting you. And if I remember correctly, you do nuclear astrophysics, is that right? It's particle astrophysics. Particle astrophysics. But yes, okay. Course. Okay. What can you also oh, clearly I don't know what what that is. Can you can you explain a little bit of like what it is that you study? Like my particular research project? Yeah. Yeah. It's complicated to explain because okay. like it involves like components of different things. I'm doing like multi messenger astronomy. So like I work on like a gamma ray observatory and I'm taking like data from a neutrino observatory and like looking for basically coincidences in gamma rays from like already detected neutrinos. Okay. So how did you how did you end up in this field then? Did you you joined grad school because you're like I want to do particle astrophysics? No. Yeah, I had no idea what it is like even when I was like first starting grad school, um, I like in undergrad, I did research in particle physics. And then like, I thought I wanted to continue that into grad school. But like, basically, when we did like the visit weekend, like coming to grad school, I talked to the group um, of the experiment I work on. And um, I kind of learned that like it's a thing like because I always thought astronomy was super cool but like I never took any classes in astronomy or anything so it seemed like it wasn't really doable at that point like I could have switched but that would have been effort like it's easier to stick with what you know but yeah then I realized there was a thing and like you could do both so it's I mean, like the two kind of like things in particle physics, it's usually like the big accelerators and you just like accelerate the particles to really high energies and smash them together and see what happens. But like you can only go up to certain energies. And so like if you take particles that were accelerated in space, you can do more physics with that. Okay, well, that's pretty cool. Did you end up taking any astronomy courses when you were actually in grad school? Um, I took like a, there's like a really specific particle astrophysics course. I took that last semester. <laughs> so like after I had already done like a good amount of research and stuff, but I didn't take any like astronomy specific classes. Okay, what, what year are you in, in grad school? I'm now a fifth year. Okay. So. What do you have 
current plans to like remain in academia when you finish or pursue yeah. something else? Yeah, I don't really want to stay in academia. Like, I don't know. I like at the beginning of grad school, like I wasn't sure if I wanted to be a teacher or not. So then like being a TA, like kind of helped me see and I enjoyed it, but not enough to like do that for the rest of my life. So I think I don't want to stay in academia and like, yeah, the whole teaching and then like constantly having to write grants and like not do the research yourself. Like, yeah, I think I want to go to industry for those reasons. Okay, fair enough. How would you rate like your grad school experience overall? Would you say it's like been positive or helped guide decisions or something? Yeah, I think it's been positive. Like pretty much all the people I've met here have been like amazing. And like all my other like fellow grad students are like super supportive and like I've met a lot of great people and even like all the people I work on my experiment with like it's a collaboration across like different universities across the country and different countries and like even they have been like super helpful and like really nice too so like I'm glad like it's been great like meeting a bunch of people and I like the work I'm doing too like I think it's interesting what I'm working on and I like I'm okay with the day-to-day -day of what I do and everything um, and I think it has helped like guide where I want to go because like a couple years ago I had no idea what to do after grad school like that's kind of the reason I came to grad school because you know you can put that decision off for a little longer and stuff um, but I think it's helped like because I was also considering like going to a national lab because you can still do like research and like you don't have to do the teaching and stuff, but still like funding seems like a struggle that like you constantly have to deal with. And I don't know, like the physics is interesting, but I don't, I think I would be happy doing things other than physics too. So I think I would be like going more like data analysis stuff, which is pretty much what I do every day anyways just like a twist towards physics. Okay, okay, fair enough, pretty cool. So it sounds like, you know, going into grad school, you, you know, things were not as clear, like, oh, this is what I want to do. What was your experience in undergrad? Did you end up starting studying physics or did you, you know, kind of fall into that also? Yeah, so I started as a math major, actually. Because um, in high school, like math was one of the things I was good at and I enjoyed. And then, like, I was going to do a physics minor because I took like a couple physics classes in high school and I enjoyed them. So, but I don't know. I thought I would just like go into math and then get a degree in math and then like find some whatever job you can get with a math degree. I'm sure there's some. <laughs> but <laughs> it's turns out like once you get high enough into like math classes it's all like proofs and very abstract and stuff and I was not a fan I like the application of math to like real problems that you actually understand what the problem is not some like abstract concept and stuff like some people like that that's good for them but it's not my cup of tea so I that's why I like took more physics classes and I just did the double major then. Okay. When did you switch to double majoring? 
I think I knew like fairly early on. I think within my first year. I don't remember okay. though. That was a while ago. Fair. Okay. But you stuck with double majoring in math as well? Yeah. I mean, like, at least this is probably true, like, no matter what undergrad you go to, but for physics, you need a lot of math classes anyways, mm -hmm. and a lot of people end up with math minors. But since I, like, originally declared it in math, like, I could get all the classes done in four years, so why not just, like, stick it out and do that? It's not like I hated it. It just became, like, slightly less enjoyable over time. Fair enough. And that's funny that you say, like, oh, math, you know, it became too, like, abstract and it's not clear what the problem is and i feel like a lot of people who are not physics people would say that's what physics is as well as yeah that's true i think there's definitely areas of physics where that's true like i don't know talking i think there's some things like especially if you don't understand it it does seem really abstract like i think you really need like baby steps to get into physics i feel like otherwise yeah you don't have a shot at understanding like what you're actually solving where did you do your undergrad i went to northern illinois university um it's it's a school of like twenty four thousand students but the physics department is pretty small like i graduated with like five other students my year in the physics program Okay. Is that over by like, Chicago area or is that? Um, it's like an hour and a half west of Chicago. So it's like, it's in the middle of cornfields. Okay. Not, okay. not too close to Chicago. Okay. How did you end up uh, at that university? Um, so first of all, both my parents went there. So like okay. that was on my list from the very start. And like, I'm from the Chicago area and I knew I wanted to stay in state for college. And then like, NIU ended up offering me like a really good scholarship. Like they gave me a full ride, like tuition, room and board and everything. So it just made sense to go there. Um, so, you, so you said it was a small department, but you end up doing research there in particle physics, is that what you said? Yeah, so since like, it's close to Fermilab, um, the national lab in the area. It's about 45 minutes away. Like a bunch of the professors do research like jointly with the lab. So I got into that. And like the reason I got into that is because in like my freshman year physics class, like there was an optional field trip to go take a tour of the lab and everything. And I thought that was really cool. Like we got to go in and see the accelerator and everything because it wasn't running at the time. And yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. Oh, nice. When did you um, start doing the research roughly? Is that in the middle and beginning of undergrad? Yeah, it was my third year. So I did it for my last few years of undergrad. Although I didn't do like too much because you know especially in undergrad like the focus is on classes and stuff and yeah i didn't have a lot of time for research but i think it was enough to like learn what research is really mm -hmm. you didn't break anything right nope okay <laughs> i don't think they would let me close enough to things to break them so. i remember i did like an internship and 
Even though it was mostly programming, I still managed to break things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not so, hard to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you said it was a small physics department. So I'm curious, were, were you involved with other activities like outside of physics that were, you know, maybe outside of physics and math are not necessarily the education aspects like clubs yeah. or anything like that? Yeah, I was pretty involved in stuff, mostly band. Um, I did marching band all four years and that's really involved with like the rehearsals and the performances and everything. And like, that's where I made like most of my friends. And I was in the marching band and the pep band and concert band. So there was a, there was a lot of band going on. <laughs> what did you play? I played the flute and piccolo. Okay. Is yeah. a piccolo just a small flute, essentially, mm -hmm. or is it okay? Yeah. It's fun because it's like really obnoxiously loud, which is like the opposite <laughs> of my personality. So it was like that one time where I could just like make as much noise as I wanted and it was acceptable. <laughs> Funny. Um, so I'm always kind of curious about this. Uh, like I didn't do band or anything like that because I'm not talented like that. But I had lots of friends who were like in a band. And one thing I'm kind of curious about is like there seems to be, from an outsider like me, it seems like there's a zillion instruments. But it seems like people then stick to one instrument and that is their instrument for life. It seems like, or a lot of, it seems like a lot of people are. So I'm curious, like, how, why the flute? How, what led you to the flute or the piccolo? Um, well, my mom used to play flute. So if you can see a pattern here, I like to okay. copy <laughs> what my mom does, apparently. <laughs> I mean, yeah, plus it's small and easy to carry. Like, I don't know. Feel like the bigger instruments it's just a lot of effort to like like imagine playing a cello or something like pretty instrument but it's like huge and that's hard for like I started when I was 10 years old and that's too difficult for a 10 year old to do so that's another maybe dumb reason but a reason do you, do you still play um not really not since I started grad school um yeah, it's hard to practice like in apartment buildings where there's, I don't know, people all around who may not enjoy hearing that practice and stuff. You could be that person. <laughs> Just let, let yeah. it be. I don't want to get all the complaints and stuff. Fair, fair. Um, so you said marching band. Pep band and uh, the concert the other band. one concert yeah. band. <laughs> the one where you sit down. Yeah. yeah. Um, are is it typical that people do like all three, or is it like uh, choose one? Did you enjoy one more than the other? I think I liked marching band because I don't know. It's just like there aren't as many rules. Like you don't have to like sound as good because like I don't know you're filling up a huge space and it doesn't have to be as perfect and stuff but also like going to football games and stuff like it felt like a bigger community too I think and then like you get to travel with the football team sometimes and that was fun like I went to several bowl games and well, that's like, cool yeah 
who doesn't love a free vacation to Florida in the middle of the winter if you're from northern Illinois? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty great. Yeah. Are you a big sports person at all, or is it just like, it was mostly music, and it was nice that you're somewhere else? Yeah, I'm, I'm a football fan. I enjoy watching football. Yes, but I, marching band definitely got me into that. Because we would play, you know, like a different song or like a different, yeah, different song for like each particular like thing that happened in the game. So you had to actually understand what was going on in the game to know like what you're supposed to play and stuff. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, I never really thought about that. Yeah. Huh. So I like learned football and stuff. And I mean, my parents also watch a lot of football. So. Yeah, now that's what I do, except this year it's kind of sad not having as much football, but whatever, I'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll power through. Yeah, there's always next year. So I imagine, so I imagine band and stuff probably took up a lot of time in addition to classes, right? It seems yeah. like a big time commitment. Were you a part of like any other organizations or anything like that during undergrad? Um, yeah, a couple. I mean, there was like the honors program and they required like a certain amount of activities you went to and stuff. So I did that a little bit. Um, I was in a music fraternity that kind of gets lumped in with all the music stuff. And what else? I did like a like a senior honor society thing where it's a bunch of like volunteer stuff. So yeah, that was nice. So, okay. What I does... like filling my time with things. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, what does like a music fraternity entail? Is that um, just other music lovers? Yeah. 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 Basically people who do music and it's like, it doesn't have to be just band. It can be like singing or like orchestra and stuff too. Um, but we do like, we put on a recital every semester. So you can do like individual things or collaborations with other students. Or we did some like social events too, because we had a lot of common interests and stuff. And we did some like service things too. Like we would go and sing at like, um, like elderly care facilities and stuff and yeah other volunteer stuff too on campus that's cool so in grad school are you a part of the, the physics choir yeah i am it yeah i was like i couldn't completely cut music out of my life that's too sad so i'm really <laughs> glad we have a physics choir because it gives me like i need that music so it gives me that without taking up too much time or anything. Okay. Did you do that the entire time you've been here? I started my second year. Okay. Um, my first year, I was too, like, overwhelmed with classes and stuff. I didn't feel like I could take the time out for that. But. Okay. So if you're busy that first year, how did you handle that transition from undergrad to grad school? Yeah, it was tough because of like the different levels of the physics program. Like I feel like my undergrad, like it wasn't like as serious and it was 
I don't know. It was a lot different here. It was like pretty rigorous to work and it was hard. Like at undergrad, I was like kind of at the top of my class because I don't know, the other students there weren't, didn't quite take their studies as seriously as I did. Um, but here I was like kind of at the bottom because just everyone is like super smart here. And that was a tough transition. Um, but then once you realize like how nice everyone is and they're all willing to help and like it's a collaborative environment, like we all kind of work together. It's not like a competition or anything. That helped a lot, but it was it was a bit of a transition. Okay. But it sounds like you were able to overcome a lot of, you know, some of those struggles. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just met the couple people who like understand how you think about physics and like think about it in similar ways. And then like the homework gets a lot easier when you can understand each other. Okay. Do you have like any tips or suggestions for like new incoming grad students of like how to help overcome that transition? Yeah, I would say like find your people that you can like, you know, that can help you and you can help them. Like that helps a lot. And also like, yeah, I kind of do wish I had done physics choir first year because having like one little thing that you enjoy makes a world of difference to like it. So what do you, are you involved so besides physics why are you like currently involved in anything now currently that's outside of physics to yeah you know, back away from physics a little bit um not really like i kind of like i was pretty involved in WAMPs for a while there um but i kind of took a step back because i'm trying to finish the phd and graduate in like a reasonable amount of time like i don't want to be here forever so I kind of like took a step back from all that. Um, and that kind of happened at the same time that this whole like pandemic thing is happening. So like, I don't know, just getting back into some of my own hobbies and stuff instead of like organizations, which is what I've typically done. What would you say some of your hobbies are? Is it mostly music or do you have others on top of that? No, it's like, it's not much music at all, actually. It's a lot of like crafting. So I do like knitting and crocheting. And recently I've gotten back into doing like jigsaw puzzles. So I just started this like giant 2000 piece puzzle that like has really similar like coloring schemes. So that's really <laughs> keeping me busy. <laughs> It seems like it must be taking up a lot of space somewhere too. Yeah, it's on my parents' dining room table. <laughs> so I'm just like, um, I don't know, because of the pandemic, I'm able to like, you know, work from anywhere. So I've been like spending a month um, near MSU and a month at my parents' house. And so I started it like the last time I was home. And then like, I went back and it just like sat on their dining room table the whole time. <laughs> and now I'm like, working on it again <laughs> but like it's not like they're gonna host anybody anyways these days so it's fine i told them they could put it away if they had to and i could have started over but that would have been sad it's fine <laughs> what what have you knitted recently um let me think 
that one like I don't know during the summer I get less into knitting because it's like summer and it's more of like a winter activity but I knitted like a nice um, scarf I I crocheted some like I don't know some of the grad students in my office they're like obsessed with baby Yoda so I knitted some baby Yodas and stuff that was super cute those were crocheted actually and right now I started a sweater like figured I need a, a bigger project I've never done a sweater before though, so we'll see if it <laughs> actually turns out how how long have you been able to knit it's or been a while like yeah i think i started when i was like 12 or something and oh, okay yeah my grandma taught me that you know okay oh so it wasn't your mom this time no it wasn't <laughs> my mom actually doesn't knit but she does cross stitch and i do that sometimes too okay i know oh i know how to make a hat because I, I was super cool as a knitting club in high school oh nice um and i I, I know how to make a basic hat. That's all I know. I have. <laughs> I feel like the scarf is like the thing people usually start out with. I'm pretty sure you could do that too. You just I, keep knitting until you feel like stopping. I've attempted that, but then I think it's that stopping part of like, I don't know when to stop or how to stop. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a never ending thing of, of knitted yarn. That sounds fine. It, it hangs from a coat hanger. And then, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a, a winter activity because it mm -hmm. seems like, oh, I'm making warm clothing. So that doesn't really sound like a July activity. Yeah. You, it's hard to motivate yourself to knit like scarves or sweaters or warm things when it's like 90 degrees outside. Yeah. I found it to be very like therapeutic or relaxing though. Yeah, for sure. Do you have, are you someone who like gets stressed very, very easily? Yep. So, well, yeah, grad school is stressful for yes. anybody. <laughs> <laughs> how, how would you say are some like coping mechanisms or something that have helped you overcome like stress or anxiety during grad school? Yeah, definitely knitting. Because like, especially some days, like you want to be lazy and just like sit in front of the TV. Like I always felt guilty for not doing anything and knitting like makes me feel like I'm actually productive, even though I'm like sitting on the couch and not doing anything, like not doing physics and stuff. But I've also like, I got back into doing yoga in grad school. Like I took a class in high school and then I like started again in grad school so i'll just do it before i go to bed and then like it's pretty peaceful sometimes oh nice do you just like do that by yourself or do you like watch videos or do anything like through the rec center like with that oh no i just go to youtube and there's okay. this one lady on youtube that i like and it's yeah i think it makes it like super easy like whenever i feel like it i just go on youtube and pull up the video on my phone and then like there's videos of different lengths too and i'm like how much do i feel like doing today and then you can just do it nice yeah i within like last year or two i like started doing them at the rec center and i felt mm -hmm. bad because like i have the flexibility of 
uncooked spaghetti. <laughs> so <laughs> I started doing them at home. I was like consistent for a while, but then I was like, in the beginning of the pandemic, I'm like, okay, every day I'll do something. And now it's like, occasionally maybe I'll attempt something, but now it's like hard to get motivated sometimes. Yeah, that's hard. Like I definitely haven't been consistent throughout grad school. Like usually what happens is I pick it up like during the summer and then like classes start and I'm like, no, I don't have time for that. Like it's either yoga or sleeping more. And I usually pick sleep. So, like, I have my ups and downs of when I do it and not, I don't know. I think, like, having the mindset of, like, not, like, telling yourself you have to do it, just, like, whenever you do it, it helps a little bit, like, whenever you can or feel like it. Are you currently taking any classes or is it solely research that you're doing now? Yeah, right now it's only research. It's my first semester without taking classes, and I am thoroughly enjoying it. <laughs> what does like a typical day in your life then look like? Is it like nine to five or wherever I, I work and then, okay, now I'm done now? Or is it like more of your life? No, that's pretty much what I do. I get more done in the morning, so I tend to do like, I don't know, I start somewhere between 8 and 8.30 and then I get done by like 4.30 and I like that because I'll like then I'll take a walk afterwards and then I'll make dinner and chill during the evenings but yeah especially like just being at home all the time like having that time to like leave the apartment to take a walk and stuff that helps a lot. Nice, nice. So, um, did you, so it sounds like in undergrad, like you had done all the music stuff, and so you had friends like outside of physics, right? Yeah. So then in grad school, um, you're doing primarily physics and astronomy mm -hmm. type stuff. You've done like the physics choir, but have you gotten to meet people outside of physics in grad school? Mm, no, not really. <laughs> I've pretty much stuck to the physics department. Okay. I've always like told myself I should change that, but I mean, this university is huge. It's kind of overwhelming. So I just never got around to it. So then I guess I'm curious if you don't mind, like, what is something, whether that be in research or classes or something, like, what is, like, one of the biggest struggles that you had to, like, overcome or, like, difficulties or, I want to say, like, I want to say failures, but, like, something that you had to overcome because, you know, in physics or research or anything, like, nothing ever works the right the first time. But, like, I think a lot of grad school is, like, overcoming know challenges um, yeah for sure like I mean there were a couple like the first is just getting through classes and stuff and like yeah I think as we were talking about before making that transition from like the smaller program to the bigger one and like imposter syndrome and everything just like feeling like am I good enough for this can I actually do this like 
and then passing the classes and the exams and everything like that was a struggle um but i think working with other students on all that helps a lot and like yeah making friendships with them helps with that sense of belonging um and then the other one was doing research because like i was in my second year and i hadn't really done much of a, like a research project yet because i was a ta for like six semesters so i didn't have that much time to do research but then like it was time for me to start a research project and i had no idea what i was doing i was like can i do research like i don't even know i don't know anything um but then like my advisor put me together with like a team of like team of like another grad student and some like research scientists at different institutions that work on the same experiment and like they were like no like you're not expected to know all this yet like the point of this project is so that it'll teach you how to do research so it was like a baby project and then like like just a step on the way to your thesis project and like they were really patient and knowledgeable enough and like yeah before that i didn't think i could do research i was like maybe i should just leave with my masters and move on but yeah that was another huge hurdle to overcome how big is like your research group um like at msu it's pretty small um but the collaboration it's like a hundred people or so um oh wow yeah so yeah, it's not too huge, but there's enough people who like know things and can help. It's, yeah, it's a good resource to have for sure. Okay, yeah, that's really cool that you're able to like find other grad students or researchers who can be, that's like a mentoring type role or like a peer mentoring type role. Yeah, it worked out perfectly because I was working with another grad student at the University of Maryland and she was also at like the same stage um, in her PhD so she also hadn't done much research and had no idea like I'm sure she wouldn't mind saying <laughs> that we both had no idea what we were doing so like having each other to talk to like when we were like is this a thing I should know but if we both didn't know it then we were like okay then it's worth asking about and but like the people we were working with, like one was a postdoc and one isn't like too far after his postdoc. So like they know what it's like to not know what you're doing. And they're like, it's fine. Like, go ahead, ask all the questions you want. Like, there's no judgment for being stupid. And like, there's no stupid questions. It's fine. That's really great. Um, have you taken on like a mentoring role yourself? Um, so since there aren't that many, like, I don't know, many people at MSU doing the same thing that I do, like, I haven't with, like, the research. Um, I mean, if people ask me questions about things like other people in the collaboration, like, of course, I'll help them. But I don't, like, I'm not that good yet that I can answer a lot of questions. And it's like a really small area that I know. Um, but I do do mentoring through WAMPs and stuff. Um, okay. Yeah, other grad students. How have you enjoyed doing that? I love it. It's 
I don't know, it's just fun talking to someone else. Like, I've mostly, like, mentored other women coming into the program because I know how that feels. And I know, like, at least for me, having at least, like, one, but usually there's more, but, like, having at least one person who, like, makes you feel welcome um, at, like, grad school in the department or, you know, wherever, like, makes you feel like you belong and knows some things that can help maybe like that was really helpful for me so I want to I want to make that happen for other people too I think it's so important to like basically your success for grad school like having a good mindset at the beginning I think can help so much not to say it can't change later on too but it's better to just have a positive experience from the start that's that's really great um yeah so i guess maybe could you describe a little bit of like what a good mentor means to you i think it's someone who like i think the mentor has to take a good amount of responsibility of um making sure they're available to their mentee and like making sure they're meeting often so they can I don't know, identify any like problems that they would be able to help with. Um, someone who is a good listener and can just like listen to any like problems or like good things that happen. And I think also someone who like takes your mind off the bad things sometimes. I think the nice thing about like talking to a mentor is like you can talk about physics and like help guide them through the program and stuff but also it's important to like talk about not physics for a little while too i think the mentor can definitely help with that and just taking that mental break helps a lot too yeah i agree i always try to there's there's a lot of physics out there and you know i'd like mm -hmm. to take a break occasionally from it <laughs> yeah i remember like I don't know, a couple of summers ago, like I was an REU mentor and like we paired up with another team of like mentor mentee and we went to get ice cream and like those two talked about physics the whole time. And like my mentee and I were like, wow, they're still talking about physics. Oh, they're still talking about physics. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we're going to talk about like things besides physics but like I'd ask her how her project is going and you know we talk about that for like five minutes but then the rest of it is like not physics and she's like I'm so glad that we talk about not physics because <laughs> yeah a lot of people just I mean there's a lot to talk about that you can but yes but it'd be nice to talk about anything else too <laughs> there's a whole lot more to world than physics yeah, that's kind of like, kind of like what I think like the goal of like this cat type podcast is like, I really want to show like, oh, people have interests that are outside of physics too, even though they are studying physics. And I think like, that's really interesting. Yeah, and I think it's important too, because I think one of the stereotypes of like physicists or just scientists in general are is like the lab rat personality where you're just like, in your lab 24 7 and like you basically live there and only do science all the time and yeah that's definitely not true for a lot of yes people. yes i like definitely want to like 
try to break that stereotype because I, I definitely think it's not true in, in most cases. And I think, yeah, there's, there's a lot more to, to people than that. Yeah. Um, so I guess like one final thing I, I'd like to ask you is you could think back to like when you're an undergrad and you're like applying to grad school, like, do you have any suggestions or tips of like what undergrad, like undergraduates should think about if they decide they want to, if they want to go to grad school and like sort of what they should be thinking about in that process? Um, yeah, so applications were like, yeah, applying to anything is never a fun time. But I think like the funner part is thinking about where you want to end up and stuff. So there's a lot of like contributing factors there. Um, I think a lot of people like put a lot of emphasis on the research aspect, but like, oh, I'll go here because they do the exact research that I want to do, which is fine. But there's also other things to consider. Um, like, you know, geographic location was an important factor for me and like, actually visiting them and seeing the environments that you're going to be in and like one person one like current graduate student when i was on a visit told me like look to see look at the graduate students and see how happy they are if they're miserable then you're also going to be miserable um so that's yeah that's more important than the research i think like you don't want to do that to yourself and also like if you don't get into the school that you really wanted, like, there's other great schools and there's, like, there's other great research projects and everything, like, it'll be fine. Everything, everything will work out. Um. Yeah. Because <laughs> right. it's like when you're, I don't know, in that stage, it's easy to stress about that and you're like, what's gonna happen? Like, what am I gonna do? Like, am I not gonna get in, in anywhere and stuff? But it'll work out. Like one way or another it will although yeah i guess it's easy for us to say and it's harder to believe if you're on that side but yeah whatever's supposed to happen will happen all right well well thank you i think i think i learned a lot about you and just life approaching grad school in general um, yeah. yeah thank you for for doing this of course yeah it was fun